Welcome to another episode of our digitally remastered old-time radio shows from SolvedMystery.com. Visit our website for complete collections of your favorite old-time radio series. Remember to follow us so you won't miss new releases from SolvedMystery.com. The United States Steel Corporation, half a million stockholders and employees present the Theater Guild on the Air. United States Steel presents the Theater Guild, one of America's foremost theatrical producers, bringing into your home every Sunday evening from the stage of the Vanderbilt Theater in New York, the most famous plays of Broadway. Tonight we bring you Sidney Kingsley's exciting melodrama, Dead End, starring Richard Conte as Gimpty, Alan Baxter as Babyface, and Joan Tetzel as Drina, and featuring Anne Burr and Thomas. Agnes Young, and Danny Leone. And here is Lawrence Langner, co-director with Teresa Helburn of the Theatre Guild, to introduce the play. Mr. Langner. Ladies and gentlemen, good evening. Our play tonight is an exciting melodrama which ran in New York for nearly two years and produced that talented group of youngsters the Dead End Kids. I think our play will interest you not only because it's packed with tense dramatic situations and humorous incidents, but also because it's a challenge to all of us who have the future of young America at heart. Our hero tonight is the idealistic young architect, Gimpty, played by Richard Conti, and our villain is the gangster, Babyface Martin, played by Alan Baxter. And now, the curtain rises on Sidney Kingsley's melodrama, Dead End. Dead end of a New York street which runs into an old abandoned wharf on the East River. If you listen, you can hear the tugboats chug and the ferryboats whistle. As so often happens in this great metropolis, rich and poor live side by side. To the left of the dead end towers the white magnificence of the East River Terrace, New York's finest apartment house. It is now grown a little mellow with age, a little grimed with city soot. The iron gate to its garden still opens in the rear to the dead-end street. A few yards beyond the gate stands a diner, called, as usual, the coffee pot. Across the street, where once stood a row of tenements and abandoned old houses, the ground is now cleared. Before this clearing, a crowd is gathered. A band is playing. On a platform draped with bunting, a speaker is talking. It's a big day for the dead-end neighbors, rich and poor alike. They're waiting for someone. The speaker, sensing this, says, And so, I give you your neighbor and friend, the dreamer, whose vision has made this project possible. I give you Peter Quinn. I'd rather you call me Gimsey. That's the name you've known me by, you people among whom I've lived most of my life with whom I shared my joys and sorrows. This is a day of joy for my wife and me. But today on this spot, a dream we both nourished for so many years is about to come true. Who among you does not remember when this place was a slum so hideous that it twisted the souls of the boys who once played in that dead-end street? Do you remember those boys? Some of them stand among you now, grown men. Some of them wear uniforms. But back in 1933, at the height of a Great Depression... When the banks were shut and men sold apples on street corners, I sat in the sun on a walk because I had no office. As I worked on the drawing board on my lap, I would watch those boys dive into the scummy river and listen to their tough tenement talk. That's a water, Tommy. Cold. That's a nut. Look out, I'm coming out. Hey, you threw your shoe shining, Angel? Yeah. I didn't get no customers all morning. 
boy, am I going to make a hole in that water. Watch out for love. Ah, oh, that's I think. Watch me. I'm going to do the backjack. Hey, TV, watch me. Yo. How was that? I spit you dive like a floozy. Put the hole in your nose first. I'm coming out and knocking you off. Oh, yeah. Lay off it, TV. Hear me, stick? Stick on a kid can fight back. TV's got a cough. Uh, yeah. If you want to know who's the leader of this gang, just start them. Just start them. Shut up, Tommy. Everybody knows you're leader of the gang. Hiya, Gimpy. Hey, Gimpy, you got a butt? No. You used to be a nice kid, Tommy. What's happened to you? Your sister's worried about you, too. Ah, uh, Trini, she's trying to make a sissy out of me. Besides, don't let it teach you, Gimpy. When she comes down here, it ain't me she's looking for. She wants to see you. Me? You're crazy. She's got a mash on you. I can tell. Ah, you're full of hot air, Tommy. Hey, uh, what's it wrong, Gimpy? How's it? Gee. Hey, Spit, hey, Spit, looky here. He gives these wrong houses. I'm coming. Tony, I, I don't understand. What's a good house on paper? Well, you've got to draw them on paper before you can build them. Ah, go on. He puts them on paper because he's got a gimp in his leg and can't build hey, Tommy, Tommy, look at what's coming out of the fancy joint. Yeah, that's that special kid wee-wee. Hey, what are they using the back door for? Oh, they... They fixing a street in front of that house. Gash main broke or something, you know. <laughs> Gimpy. I'm an architect. What's that? 
I design houses. You don't say. A little gimpy and look at him. An architect. Well, I always knew you'd come through. Not like these other slubs. You must be in a big dough, huh? Nine out of ten architects are out of work. There's a depression on, remember? So what's a good being an architect? Don't ask me. Strictly speaking, I'm not even an architect. Before you're an architect, you've got to build a house. Before anybody lets you build them a house, you've got to be an architect. And for that, you had to go to high school. College, too. Six years. Say, Marty, how smart is it for you to come back here? I ain't here. I'm out west. Read the papers. You want to know something? I ain't seen my old lady in seven years. One reason why I come back. Boy, seven years. Since the day I come out of reform school. You've sure gone a long way since. I never could quite believe it was you, Marty. To kill eight men. Hey, what you trying to do? Tell me off, you punk. You know better than that. I'm not so sure. Maybe you'd like that reward it's up for me. 4,200 bucks is pretty big dough for a jerk like you. You can trust me, Marty. Couldn't quite believe it was you. What'd you think I was going to do? Hang around this dump for Santa Claus to take care of me? Look at you. Six years you went to college, and what do you got? I ain't like you punks freezing and starving. For what, peanuts? Yeah, I got mine, but I took it. Aren't you ever scared? Me? What of? You can't live forever. Ah, sure, there's times when I get the jumps. Times when I get a terrific yen to stay put. Hey, you remember that kid, Francie? She was my girl when we was kids. Oh, yeah, I remember. You don't make no more like her. Gee, I got a terrific yen to see that kid again. I told you nothing, though, and I'll go on straight it. Ah, you cheapskate. You'd have given me a dime anyhow. I went there for you, didn't I? You get her address, Hunk? Your mother ain't home. The kid said her door was locked. Nah, Francie. What about her? The old geezer in the tailor shop said he didn't know. But he'd give me an address of some Anna, Hearn. She might know. Well, go and get it. Go on, hurry up. Grab a cab. Where'll you be? In the coffee pot in the corner. Make it snappy. Remember what I told you, Gimpy. Keep your lip buttoned up. Pikers! You cheap pikers! Shut up, Angel. Stay away from those guys, you hear? Ah, what for? Because they're not going to do you any good. Keep away from them, that's all. Hey, don't nah, they're a couple of cheapskates. Hey, hey, guys, here's that new kid that moved in on a block. Where, Angel? I don't see him. Hey, he's coming down the street. Come on, hurry up. You better get out of water. Wow, it's cold. <coughs> My TB is coming back. Ah, you and your TB. Shut up, bitch. Hey, hey, you new kid. Come here. Come on, come on. Don't be so slow. What's your name? Freddie. Freddie Miller. Want to belong to our gang? Yeah, sure. Got any dough? You got to be an idiot. I got three cents. Give me it. That's all you got? Thank you. You don't have to. I'll tell you my pockets out here. Look, there ain't no more. Listen, you. If you want to belong to this gang, you got to get a quarter, see? Where am I going to get a quarter from? You can take it from your old lady, can't you? Well, that's a cinder steel. Ah, you sissy. Come on, gang. Got this dough, bitch. Hey, you. Hey, give me back my three cents. I don't want to hang out with you. Scram, punk, scram. Hey, give me back my three cents. Let's mobilize them, Tommy. What do you say? Okay. Hey, you kid. You want your money back? Well, come and get it. Grab him, Tommy. Grab him. I got it. 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 I all right, kitchen, get up now. Ah, scram, will you, Trina? Wait till I get you home, Tommy. I'll scram you. I'll get out of here, I'll bust you one. That's fine, tall Tommy. Bust you one. What are you scratching your head for, you buggy? Come on home, I'm going to wash your hair in kerosene. <laughs> what are you crying about, the hurt you or something? I took my three cents. Tommy, did you take this boy's three cents? I did not. Well, who did? Who's got that money? Not me. Don't oh, look at me. Sis, give him back his three cents. Oh, so you're the one, sis. Might have known it. Come on, fork over. Try and make me a flute. Well, crack you, you talk like that. I'll suck your ass. Don't you hit your my sister. Give her that stone. Go on. Ah, uh, here. Here's your money, kid. And you around here, aren't you? You look like a nice boy. Stay away from these bums. They're no good. Ah, uh, come on. Let's go swimming. Last one is the right man. Tommy! Tommy, put on that water. You can't go running around with a head full of livestock. Ah, uh, come on. I'm good and ready. Quick spot. Oh, doggone you, Tommy. You've got a tough job on your hands, Dina. Oh, what are you going to do with a kid like that? As long as you live around here, I don't know. Oh, it's not that he's dumb, either. Teacher says he's one of the smartest he's got. But he plays hooky all the time. This neighborhood is no good for kids. It's different when Mom was alive. She could handle them. Between the two of us, we used to make enough money to live in a decent street. Oh, boy, the minute I start working full-time again, I'm going to move out of here so fast. Me too, Drina. You drawn again, Pete? Can I see it? If you want to. It's a new idea in community housing. Huh? 
Yeah, I like all that open space around the buildings. Trees and grass and everything. Yeah. Those sure are pretty houses, Steve. What's the good? Is anybody going to build them? What's the matter with you? Why don't you build them? With what? Well, supposing you had a wait. Five years, maybe ten years. If you believed in them, they'd be worth fighting for, wouldn't they? I believe in them, all right. You know what, Pete? You need the right woman beside you. Like who, for instance? I don't know. Bet there's plenty that'd be willing. What good would she be, the right woman beside me? For one thing, she'd... Well, she'd see that you'd fight. You think so, Drina? Yeah, I know it. As a matter of fact, Drina, I've got some pretty big plans. Someday I want to tear this block of tenements down and put up my houses instead. You see, I figured that the neighborhood a kid grows up in has a big effect on the kind of life he leads. I've seen this neighborhood do terrible things to kids. Babyface Martin lived around here once. A little wild, but a good kid. This place made a murderer out of him. Yeah, when we were in school, they used to teach us that evolution made men out of animals. They forgot to tell us that they can also make animals out of men. Gee, Pete. I like to hear you talk. Hey, Tommy, come here a minute. What for? I want you to hear this. Hear what? All about evolution. Evolution? What's that? Well, it's like this, Tommy. A thousand million years ago, we were all worms in the mud. And evolution made us men. And women, too. <laughs> I wasn't even born a thousand million years ago. No, but your great, 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 great grandfather was. And evolution turned him from an animal into a man. That's nice. It's like God. It is God. Once it made dinosaurs. Animals as big as that house. As big as that? Wow. Then it didn't like its work, so it wiped them out. Boy, I'd like to see one of them babies. Once evolution gave snakes feet to walk on, then it took them away. Evolution says, now, man, I made you walk straight. I gave you reason. I gave you dignity. I planted a garden in your heart. Now, let's see what you're going to do with them. If you can't do anything with them, I'll take them away, and men will crawl on their bellies like snakes or die off altogether like dinosaurs. Hey, Gimpy, there's a girlfriend coming out of that gate. Hello, Pete. All okay. You know Adrena McGrath. Hello. Hello. Hey, you live in that joint? Tommy, mind your own business. <laughs> yes, I do live in that joint. What are you, a millionaire? No. Then what are you doing coming from there for? Tommy, stop being so nosy. Will you beat it, kid? Scram. Get out of here. Yeah, and head for home. I'm going to wash that mop of yours. Hey, Gimpy. That evolution guy, did he make bugs too? Yeah. You hear that, Adrena? God makes bugs and you want to kill him. Is that nice? The logic? <laughs> he's very logical. Yeah. That part's all right. But he's lousy, too, and that part isn't. I don't know what to do with that boy. Where I guess I'm wrong. Oh, Pete, last night I was talking to Jack's friends. I, I, I thought they might find some work for you. This man gave me his card. He said you might come up and speak to him. Oh, G.K., thanks. Oh, Del Block, he's a good architect. You want to know something funny? Last night I was going around the house like a chicken with his head chopped off, and Mom asked me why, so I told her. Told her what? About you. How we'd got to talking here and meeting every day and what great friends we've become. Okay, I told her that I... I worship you. You didn't. Well, I do. Do you mind? Mind? Oh, you fool. Did you tell her all about me? About me and Jack, I mean? Yes. She said you sounded like a very real person. Oh, I'd like to meet her sometime. Why not now? Uh, I'm afraid she's out for the afternoon, but maybe I can get her to come down here day after tomorrow. I may be leaving tomorrow. Tomorrow? Jack's taking a little party on a fishing trip. He invited me to go along. How long will you be gone? About three months. That's a long time. Yes. Why the back way? What's happened in front? Oh, I'll tell you, Mr. Hilton. Hello, Jack. Hey, what are you doing out here? Why, I just came out. Uh, This is Mr. Quinn, Jack, Mr. Hilton. Peter's a fine architect. You ought to see his design. How do you do? Oh, what a day I've had, Kay, arranging things at the office. But everything's all set now. The boat's in shape. We're ready to shove off, Kay. Hey, Gimpy, hey, Gimpy, watch me do a back check. You two, Gimpy's girlfriend. Watch my back check. Hey, what's going on here? Nothing. Come on, let's go in. Uh, I, I have a headache. I want to stay out a few minutes. But we've a million things to do. Come in and take an aspirin. Well, you go ahead. I'll be right along. I'd like to know what the big attraction is out here. Oh, please don't make a fuss. Well, then stop acting like a prima donna. I've been tearing around all day like a madman. And here I come home and find you behaving like a... Jack! Che- all right, stay there. That's the guy? Yes. He's not really as bad as that. He's just so darn jealous. But to anybody else, all right. But you, we can't treat you like that. He really loves me. He wants me to marry him. Pete, I've known what it means to scrimp and worry and never be sure from one minute to the next 
I've had enough of that. Oh, let's get away from here. Couldn't, couldn't we go to your place? No, no, we couldn't. You wouldn't like it, Kay. I, I lied to you before. My mother's home all right. But the truth is, I'm, I'm ashamed to let you see the place. It's a oh. dump. A dump, I tell you. Now you know. Gee, that's silly. Come on. We'll go there now. Hey, I'm coming out. You know how to be on the head off. You coming, guys? Sure, I'm coming. Wait for me. Hey, you, Tommy. What? Ah, it's the new kid. So you come back, huh? What do you want? Snitch the quarter, see? Okay, Freddy, okay, give it here. Now you're in the gang, see? Hey, listen, you guys. Anybody gets funny with Freddy gets funny with me, see? Oh, gee, thanks, Tommy. See? He learns fast. I remember the first time I moved around here. I was wearing white socks and I wouldn't curse and snitch none, so you all thought I was a sissy. Yeah, I had to beat the pants off of your foot before you let me in the gang. Here they are, Daddy. Those are the boys who wanted to hit me. Yeah, shut up, you tub of You touch him again and I'll break your neck. Ah, next to you, boy. Next time, Philip, you hit them back. I'm going to buy you a set of gloves and teach you how to box. Will you, Daddy? Oh, that will be fun. Come here, guys. I... I got a scheme how we can get that kid. Yeah. How? First, we get him in a hallway. What hallway? That empty house across the street. Oh. And then... Hey, you kids. Ain't that other guy I was with? Short one named Hunk. Nah, he ain't been around. Hey, you. Who's the leader of this gang? Hey, what about it, you runt? Want to make something out of it? The second Avenue gang sent me over here. They want to know if you guys want to fight their gang. Sure. Okay, fellas. Hey, you want to fight the second Avenue gang? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, they got a nail block Saturday. Okay. Saturday, fellas? Right. Four o'clock? Four o'clock. Okay. We'll be up there Saturday, four o'clock. And, boy, you tell them we'll kick the stuffing out of them. Yeah, you stink on us. Yeah, you too. Hey, listen. Tell them no bottles of rocks, you hear? Just sticks and bare knucks. Flat sticks, no bats. Sure, and they're going to kick the pants off you. Oh, yeah? Now get out of here before I bust you one scram. Ah, uh, nuts for you. I bet you kids are going to lose that fight. Who said so? I do. Because you don't know how to fight a gang. If you listen to me, I could give you some pointers. Let's see your pointers. Well, first thing is to get over there earlier than you said, see? Hiya, Kimpy. Hello, Johnson. You get there earlier, they won't be ready for you, see? And I tell you what you want to do. Three or four of you gang up on a guy. And one of you can get behind him and slug him with a stocking full of sand. And if they're licking you, pull a knife on him. Gee, that ain't fair. We made up no knife. Say, what are you trying to tell these kids? Shut your trap. Listen, kids, there ain't no fair and there ain't no square. It's winner take all. It's easier to lick a guy by pulling a knife. Tommy, don't listen to that stuff. You'll get in trouble. Listen, Gimpy, you're looking for a suck and a puss. No, but I'm not going to have these kids. You're not going to what? Better hold your lip. I met a kid. Ain't you got a knife? Angel's got a knife. He can loan it to me. Nothing's doing you. Won't give it back. Give Tommy that knife or I'll crack you one. Hey, look, I just give Tommy a quarter. Why don't you sell him that knife, Angel? What do you say? All right. Hey, let's see the quarter first. Yeah. All right. Here's the knife. Look, Tommy, you don't know what you're doing. Give me that knife. Give it to me. Leave him alone. Get out of here, you monkey. Go on, get. You think I want to stand here and watch you make criminals out of these kids? Tommy, I want that... Oh, maybe you'll learn to keep your trap shut. I don't like guys that talk out of time. Beat it. All right. All right, Johnson. Remember what I told you, kid. Pull a knife on him. He'll squeal and run away every time. Continue with the second act of Dead End, produced by the Theatre Guild on the Air and presented by the United States Steel Corporation. Here, speaking for United States Steel, is George Hicks. Good evening. It's still winter, but I know many of you are already planning your summer vacations. This year, such planning is mighty pleasant. Wartime travel restrictions are gradually being lifted. Before long, you'll be able to go as far and as fast as your taste in transportation and your pocketbook will allow. But whether you go by automobile, bus, train, plane, or boat, you'll travel faster and more economically because of steel. And you'll travel with far greater comfort and safety, too. In fact, there's probably no phase of modern living in which the vital importance of steel is more readily apparent than it is in traveling. And for an especially shining example, take a look at some of those magnificent new steel luxury coaches or sleeping cars. 
But don't forget that these exciting steel beauties, like every other passenger and freight train, run on steel rails, of which there are approximately 800,000 miles covering America today. And it is these steel rails, which began replacing iron rails back in 1864, that have made possible the almost incredible developments in the speed, safety, and efficiency of our great American railway system. U.S. Steel is especially proud of the part it has been able to play in the constant development of better rails and better steels for all the needs of America's railroads. Serving the railroad industry is one of the many ways in which U.S. Steel is privileged to serve you, the public. the curtain rises on the second act of Sidney Kingsley's drama, Dead End. Tommy. Yes, wait, wait. You know what to do, TV? Uh, sure. I stop him and I ask him something. What are you going to ask him? See, I don't know. Ask him about his watch. Oh, he's always yeah. showing it off. Now, Spit, when we get inside the empty house, you hold the door, see? Angel, you and me will stand on the sides and grab him. Got it straight, guy. Okay. All right. Now, when I give the word, you scatter. I guess I'll be running up to First Avenue, fellas. And you guys come along? No, I gotta go home. Yeah, me too. Well, so long, Tommy. Hey, wait, wait. What time is it? Oh, half past four. Oh, thanks. See, that's a nice watch you got there. What kind is it? Oh, it's called a chronograph. You want to see it? Boy, that's almost as nice as an English doll. Want to hear something? <coughs> that's a TV call. I got TV. I bet you never knew a kid with TV before. Hey, fellas, come on this empty house. I got something to show you. What is it? I'm coming. Ain't you coming, TV? Oh, sure. You want to come, Wee Wee? Hey, Tommy, can I bring Wee Wee? Nah, he can't come. This is only for the game. Oh, why not? He's a good kid. Come on, Wee Wee. I'll make him let you in. Don't bring that sissy over here, I tell you. Too bad they won't let you see it, Wee Wee. Boy, it's, it's something great, great. You never seen anything like that. Oh, I don't care. My father and I are driving to the country. Hey, fellas, let him come and see you, will you? He's okay. Open the doors, Tommy. Well, all right. I guess we can let him in, huh, fellas? I don't know. All right, let him in. Will you come in, Wee Wee? I'm expecting my father in the show. All right, it's your loss. Close that door, Tommy. Hey, hey, wait. Hey, open the door. I'm coming in. Open the door. Now you're talking, kid. Hey, let me go. Oh, 
Identification. You're listening to Same Time, Same Station, the best of old-time radio. And I'm your host, Jerry Hendigas. You are listening to Dead End, the Theater Guild on the Air production of Sidney Kingsley's powerful and realistic stage and screen success, which first brought fame to the Dead End Kid. Our stars tonight are Richard Conte as Gimpy, Alan Baxter as Babyface, and Joan Tetzel as Drina, while Anne Burr is featured as Kay, and Thomas as Francie, Agnes Young as Mrs. Martin, and Danny Leone as Tommy. From an old wharf at the dead end of a New York waterfront street, Peter Quinn, an unemployed architect, watches with troubled eyes the life of this neighborhood where squalid slum and swank apartment house stand face to face. His particular concern is focused on young Tommy McGrath, whose leadership over the tough dead-end kids makes him an apt pupil for the vicious teachings of gangster baby-faced Martin. But now, in the corner diner, Quinn sits with Kay, the girl from the swank apartment. Two more coffees, Joe. Yeah. You know what I did this morning, Kay? I went around to see Del Block about that job. What happened? Well, we had a nice chat. He showed me some of his work. Good stuff. <laughs> then he asked me if I knew where he could find a job. Can you picture that? In the year 1933, a guy who built some of the finest skyscrapers in New York asking me where to find a job. No wonder they're singing, Brother, can you spare a dime? Gee, this neighborhood's getting you down. Not good for a man as sensitive as you. Can't you move away? Where? How? Oh, I wish I could help you. You do help me, Kay. You'll never know how much. Kay, I know this is crazy, but... But if I could find a job or something... Would you marry me? But... I want you to know that I love you, Pete. It is as much as I'll let myself love anybody. But I'm going away with Jack tonight, because if I stay, you and I will only end by making each other miserable. We'd better call it quits now, Pete. You don't have to go with him, Kay. Nobody can make you. Don't, Pete. I know I'm right. I've got to pack my things now. Don't go with him, Kay. I love you. I'll do anything to make you stay. Isn't there some way, something? What could we do, Pete? It's hopeless. Will I see you on the wharf tonight before I leave? I don't know. Kay, listen to Here's me. Here's the gate. Goodbye, Pete. Kay. Try to come tonight, will you, Pete? Hey, Gimpty. That's some pretty fancy-looking skirt you got there. High class, huh? <laughs> you having fun with it? Well, for crying out loud, what's the matter? Can't you talk? Cut it out, Martin. Listen, you jerk. Why don't you get wise to yourself? Those dames is easy. I said cut it out. <laughs> Look what wants to fight with me. Crooked like Gimpty. Years ago, I used to think you were something. But you're rotten, see? When I think of what you taught those kids yesterday, I want to see you wiped out. Why, you lousy... <laughs> no, maybe you'll shut up. That's all you can do is reach for your gun, isn't it? Well, why don't you shoot? That would bring the cops running. All right. It would bring them right to you, wouldn't it? You better watch your step, Gimpy. You'll wind up with a gimp in your neck as well as your leg. I'm not afraid of you, Martin. I'm not afraid of you with that gun anymore. It's you, baby face, who'd better watch out. Stop crying and tell Daddy what happened. They beat me with a stick and took my watch away. I swear I'll send that whole gang to jail. Would you know them if you saw them, son? Yes, Daddy. Well, why was that water cold? My teeth is knocking, Tommy. Yeah, your lips are blue. I, I better get dressed before I start coughing again. They are coming out of the river. Now, Tommy, he's the leader. Oh, you little thief. You're going to get what's coming to you. Hey, you. 
Let go of me, will you? What's the big idea? What makes you think you can beat this boy and get away with it? He's the one that took my watch, Daddy. I did not, you fat little jerk. Give me that watch or I'll break your neck. Please, Daddy, let me go. Dorman, call an officer. I'm going to have this thief arrested. Get the police, Dorman. Oh, Mrs. Don't turn me over the cop. You jerk, you're breaking my arm. Hey, fellas, fellas, help me. Gimpy, help me, will you? Listen, you're hurting that kid. Let him go. Hurt him, I'll kill him. Hey, Mr. you... Charles Griswold. He's Judge Griswold's brother. Oh, well, that's different. You know any of those kids he was talking about? Me? No. Hello, Drina. Sorry, I can't help you, officer. It might be any one of a million kids in this neighborhood. Maybe you'd better forget it. Not if he's Judge Griswold's brother. I'll ask around inside. Drina, tell Tommy to keep away from here for a while. Why? What's he done? Just tell him to keep away. Gosh, I don't know what to do with that boy. Can I ask you something? What is it, Trina? There's a fellow I know who's asking me to marry him. I've been wondering if maybe I ought to for Tommy's sake. He's got money. What do you think? He's got money, sure. Why not? That doesn't sound like you. No? How do you know what's going on inside of me? Don't you think I know how it feels to be in love? Want somebody you can't get? Hey, you're a smart girl. You're pretty, too. Don't give me any of that, Taffy. You don't even know I'm alive. I hate to see you butting your head against the stone wall. What are you talking about? You know. Sure, she's beautiful. Pete, she's not for you. Well, I got something to work on anyway. They heard the other kids call him Tommy. Hey, girl. You know a kid named Tommy something? No, no, I don't. What do he do? Hold a knife on some high muckamuck in there. Was the man hurt? Ah, oh, just a cut in the hand. But boy, is he burned up. Not that I blame him. Can you picture a kid like that pulling a knife? Where do they learn that stuff? Yeah, where do they learn it? Right here in this street. That's where they learn it. I gotta go home. So long, Keith. Yeah, in this neighborhood they learn everything. Say, officer, tell me something. Supposing a guy knew where Babyface Martin was. He'd be lucky. There's a reward for that cookie. Forty-two hundred bucks. I wasn't thinking about the reward. What I wanted to know was... How could a guy go about reporting him? Phone the Department of Justice. They'd be down here in a minute. Hey, wait a minute. Do you know where Babyface Martin is? Colorado, the newspapers say. Yeah? Well, I guess I'd better start hunting this Tommy Squirt. But I'm telling you, Mac, whoever turns Babyface Martin in is taking an awful chance. He's a killer. <laughs> This must be the joint, Chief. Yeah, 722. That's the number that Anna Francie gave me. She said it was under the elevator. Gee, what a dump. It's worse than a dump, if you ask me. Shut up. Keep a lookout while I go inside. Hey, what's the idea of keeping ringing that bell? You going to a fire or something? Francie. Gee, what's come over you, Francie? You look... How do you know my name? Who are you? Oh, for the love of Mike. It's Marty. You sent something to your face. Yeah, plastic, they call it. Oh, gee. Hey, I'm glad to see you, Marty. Come on inside. Here, this way. And this is my room. Hey, what kind of joint is this? The house. I, I live here, that's all. Francie. Francie. Gee, I've been wanting to see you, Francie. No. No, don't kiss me, Marty. What's the matter? Ain't it good enough for you? It, it ain't that. It, it's me. I I ain't feeling good, so I don't want you to kiss me. That's why. 
ain't never forgot the way you kissed. I ain't neither. Oh, go on. You with all your fancy dames. I read about you in the newspapers. Where do I come off? You ain't got nothing, them dames. No guts, no fire. But you, you've been in my blood, Francie. Ever since we was kids. You've been in mine. You want to know? Remember the nights we used to sit down there in a wharf? Yeah, I remember. The sky used to be full of stars, and I was full of dreamy ideas. I was 14 then, going on 15. Come here. Come to me. Honey, honey, don't kiss me. Come closer. Oh, Marty. See what a couple of crazy kids we were then. Gonna get married, we were. I bought a ring at the five and dime. Yeah, only we didn't have money for the license. Gee, seems like yesterday. Yesterday? Seems like a million years. Marty, listen. You gotta go away and hide. I don't want them to get you. What's the difference where I go? They got the finger on me. But I'll tell you what. I'll scram out of here if you come with me. Oh, what do you want with me? I wouldn't be no good for you. I know what I want. Yeah. This is a pipe dream I'm having. I'm Minnie the Moocher kicking a gong around. Listen, I got the dough now, kid. We can do it. But I'm sick, Marty. Don't you understand? I'm sick. What's the matter with you? If I got the dough, couldn't the doctor fix you up? It's too late now. I can't go with you. Can't you tell by looking at me? Ain't you got no sense? Now, now stop asking me. Why don't you get a job? They don't grow on trees. Why don't you start first? Why didn't you? What a sucker I am. Twice in one day. First my mother and then you. Shouldn't have come back. Here's 20 bucks. Buy yourself something. Oh, baby, that's some roll you got. You could choke a horse on that. Uh, couldn't you spare me another 20? Hey, what do you call this? For two bits of nothing. All right, Marty. Will you do me a favor? For old time's sake. What? Will you kiss me? Here, on a cheek. Please, just once. Thanks, Marty. Goodbye. People know you're here. Let's go back to St. Louis. What do you say? I'm thinking. You know, Hunk, there's a pile of tin in that flossy apartment house. So what? Maybe we can pull a snatch, kidnap one of these rich rich kids. There's one called Wee Wee. We're too hot. What's the matter? You scared? Stop your yammer and find out about the mugs in that joint. Especially that Griswold guy. We gotta move fast. Okay, you're the boss. Make it snappy. I'll be waiting here. Hello, baby face. What do you mean, yelling my name out like that? Get your hands up, Martin. The Department of Justice wants you. I ain't, Martin. My name's Johnson. Want to see my driver's license? Keep your hands out of that pocket. Guess that'll hold you a while, Flatfoot. As for you, you guilty rat. That got him all right. Way to hit you, detective. Oh, in the side. Have you heard bad, Bob? Can you sit up? Oh, I should have. Plug them right away, Jerry. You don't give a snake like that a break. Anyway, we got baby face Martin Bart. The department was psychic. Hey, look at Spitz. The G-Men's here. What's going on here? Who shoots? Boy, they sure made shot me out of this guy. All right, officer. Department of Justice. We had a machine gun set up on the terrace. Hey. Hey, that's the guy whose shoes I shine. You better get this man to a hospital, officer. Bring it up, you kids. This ain't no psychic. Hey, officer, grab that boy. He's one of the gang that stabbed Mr. Griswold. Where? This one? Jesus, Spitz, let go of the cop. Oh, no, you don't.
In a moment, we will continue with the third act of Dead End, produced by the Theater Guild on the Air and presented by the United States Steel Corporation. Miss George Hicks. Experience has shown that taking care of military equipment is an expensive task. Artillery, for instance, deteriorates quickly unless it's carefully protected. The regular method has been to take the cannon apart, to coat the parts with heavy grease, store them in a warehouse, and then recondition them every year. The cost of this care would be more than the value of the guns in a few years. Today, the Army uses a new method. They take the guns and can them. And I mean that literally. The cans are big steel containers. The equipment is put in and the container is welded shut. The air is taken out and inert gas like nitrogen is pumped in. No moisture or oxygen is left, and so there's no corrosion or deterioration. The biggest field guns can be stored in this way, and it's estimated that without any further care, the equipment will stay in excellent condition for 50 years. The containers can be stored outdoors anywhere from Alaska to the Panama Canal, where they can withstand any temperature from 60 degrees below zero to 170 above. When there are no landing facilities, they can be floated ashore from ships. These steel containers, which may have a great effect on all the shipping and storage in the future, were developed in cooperation with the Army by the American Bridge Company. This member of the United States Steel family has helped build bridges in every part of the United States from the Hudson River to Oakland Bay, as well as many skyscrapers like the Empire State Building and Chrysler Building. Helping to build the things of steel which our country needs is the business of this member of the industrial family that serves the nation, United States Steel. And now the curtain rises on the third act of Sidney Kingsley's melodrama, Dead End. And all of a sudden, the shots come. The paper said they found 20 grand in his pocket. Boy, he must have been a smart guy. Baby face, sure. He was top. Public enemy number one. Boy, he had guts. He wasn't scared of nobody. He could knock him off like that. Boy, like not. Well, I couldn't do it. 20 grand. Gee. Boy, I bet you could buy a phone like that one on a private pier there. Gee, they got lights and flags and music. Some hot party, hey, guys? Gee, they must be gone from where's afterwards. Florida, maybe. Maybe through the Panama Canal. Look, look at dancing. Hey, is that something? Trailing onwards. Oh, what a good boy. Hey, fellas, look at me. I'm dancing, too. Hey, look at me, fellas. Sit down, TV. You stink. Hey, fellas, you know what? The cops are white. They tell me they went up to his house. Some guy snitched. No kidding. Did they get him, Freddy? Nah, Tommy's too smart. He come in the door so he goes out of fire escape. Where's he now? He's hiding out, Sid. Where? What do you think, where? Well, he don't catch him, that's where. Ah, it's been a dollar since after reform school. They set me up for just swiping a bunch of bananas. Rotten ones, too. Tommy will get two years, three, maybe. I pity the guy what snitched. Tommy's laying for him, all right. Ah, uh, reform school ain't so bad. You learn a lot of things in reform Betty. school. Betty, did you see Tommy? No. Did you, Angel? Did anybody? Not me. Nah. Ask Freddie, Junior. I bet he knows. They always hang out together. Freddie, Freddie, please tell me I'm half crazy. He hasn't shown up yet, and the cops are looking for him. Where is he? Tommy said not to tell me. But I wouldn't hurt him. You know that. Freddie, you've got to tell me. All right, I'll show you. Follow me. He's not heard of anything. Hey, TV. Yeah. Go over the second everyone. See if you can snitch some wood for this fire. Okay, but don't go away. Don't go away. I'll be right back. Angel, you stay here and watch the fire. Where are you going? I'm going to trail Freddie and find out where Tommy is. What for? None of your business. Hey, Angel. Tommy. Gee. Shut up. Where's Spitz? He went somewhere. What you going to do, Tommy? Run away. First, I'm going to catch the guy with snitched. You know who it was? Me? No. Don't you lie to me, I'll kill you. I ain't lying. Tommy crushed my heart and wants to die. Okay. I think I'm wise anyhow. Now listen. I'm going to hide in that empty house across the street, see? If you let on I'm here, I'll put your teeth down your throat. God, Tommy, you know me. Okay. Now when Spit comes back, you tell him like this. The guy I stabbed was down here looking for Spit. To give him five bucks for snitching on who done it. Got that straight? 
The guy what got stabbed was down here looking for spit. You give him five bucks for snitching on who done it. What are you going to do to him, Tommy? See this knife? I'm going to put the mark of the squealer right across his face. Gee, wow. Remember, I'll be watching you. shadow by the gate. Oh, forgive me, Pete. I couldn't get away any sooner. Well, that's all right. Beautiful in the air. I've been watching the boat party. Well, it's turned out to be quite a brawl. Haven't you ever been on this terrace before? How would I get in here? Gee, this is the way people ought to live. He's not likely to come, is he? Jack, he's tight. Sit down. Kate, did you hear what happened this afternoon? Oh, you mean the shooting? Uh, yes. I told the police. Well, you should have, Pete. He was a killer. I didn't do it for the reward. I know. But the reward means you can move away from here. Huh. That's funny, isn't it? A man gets killed, and for once, somebody gets some good out of it. Okay. What about us? Oh, no, Pete. You don't know me. It wouldn't last. I'm afraid I'd leave you and go back to Jack. Yeah. Looks like I've just been kidding myself, doesn't it? Vina knew. Goodbye, Pete. Will you wave goodbye to me when the boat leaves? I'll be on the old wharf. Thanks. Take care of yourself. Ah, Tommy wasn't there. I bet he don't know what he's talking about. Hey, Spit, there was a guy... Hey, Angel, hey, Angel, look what I... There's an island scrape. Oh, let me jump on a teepee. Okay. Wow. Boy, that place like a hot on fire. Hey, look, the boat's gotten. Oh, baby, that's some boat. Hey, look at it. Hey, look at that dame. She's waving at it. Hey, oh. that's Gimpy's girl. She's waving at him. Oh. Hey, Spit, that reminds me. There was a guy here. You know the guy what Tommy stabbed? He was looking for you. For me? What for? He said he was going to give you five bucks to snitch on who done it. Wait, well, did? Well, where is he, Angel? But did you snitch on Tommy? Sure I did. What's it to you? Hey, Angel, where'd he go? I want that five bucks. You'll get your five bucks, you stupid pigeon. Give you Tommy, wow! Oh, no, you don't. You stay on the ground. You're going to get Tommy. You won't forget so easy. Let me go. It's all right. Cut your throat. See this knife? Oh, Tommy, I didn't mean to. The cops had me. Oh, don't do it, will you, Tommy? I'll give you those bike wheels I swipe. Nah. I'll give you my image. Nah. I feel to stop him. I gimpy. Gimpy, he's got a knife. Stop that, you crazy kid. Let him go. Come near me, Gibson. I'll give it to you, too. Give me that knife, Tommy. Get away. Amy, only Yellow Belly uses a knife. He squeal on me, didn't he? Tommy, where have you been? Trini, he's got a knife. He's going to stab me. Give me that knife. What's the matter with you? in enough hot water now. Give me that knife. All right, here. Get up, you rat, and beat it. I'm not seeing you, pal. Next time I catch, I'll split your kiss. Honey, stop it. Those knives. What will be next? What's happening to you, Tommy? I was only going to scare him. Listen to me. The cops are chasing you. You stabbed a man. You're a criminal. They're going to send you to jail. Let's see what you're doing, Tommy. They won't catch me. I'll run away. You run away? Where to? What are you going to eat? Where you sleep? How you live? You want to be a bum? All right, so I'll be a bum. Goodbye. That's what Mama worked her life away for. That's what I worked for since I was a kid, so you could be a bum. Well, what do you want me to do? Let the cops send me up the river till I'm 21? You want that? No, no, Tommy, no, Tommy. I won't let him touch you. We'll go away together. You, you couldn't do that, Trina. You're a girl. Maybe, maybe if I give myself up and tell him I didn't mean to do it, they'll let me go, huh? I no, will let you do that. There you are, officer. Starting fire. Put that fire out, you kid. Come on, Tommy. Tommy, look out for the cops. You know, Trina... I think that's what I'm going to do. No, Tommy. Hey, mister. Tommy. Hey, mister, I have time in regret. Yo, what? Oh, I wait a minute. Come here. Man today. He was choking me and breaking my arm, so well, I stabbed him. Let him come over me. He didn't know what he was doing. He's only a baby. Pull that to the I job. won't let you take your hands away. Don't you try that. Hey, right. Take her away or she get hurt. Drina, stop it. That's me. Help here. Come to me. All right, kid. Let's go. Don't worry, Drina. I ain't scared, Drina. Oh, of course not, darling. I'm coming with you. Drina. Drina, wait. Who is this? Me, T.B. Now look, Irina. Look, there's a guy at reform school named Smokey. Smokey, can you remember that? Smokey. 
me to be nice to him, because this guy Smokey, he knows a lot of swell rackets, but tell me when he gets out. <laughs> what am I going to do? What am I going to do? I wish I was dead. What I say? I didn't say nothing. What I say? Shut up. Trina, I just had an idea. Stop crying and listen to me. I'm going to take that reward. I've got a good use for it now. Tomorrow we'll go down and hire the best lawyer in town and get Tommy free. You think we can? I know we can. Oh, Pete. Oh, Pete, you're so good. You know, Drina, I guess we needed something like this. We're going to make something out of Tommy now, you and I, together. You watch. We'll get him out and put him on the right track, and then we'll go to work on this neighborhood. If it takes me my whole life, I'm going to tear those shacks down. Now, I'm going to the police station with you, Drina. Will you, Pete? If you're there, they, they won't hit him or anything. Well, they respect you, Pete. Everybody does. All right, Rena. We'll go together. production of Dead End, presented by United States Steel. Our stars were Richard Conte as Gimpy, Alan Baxter as Babyface, Joan Tetzel as Drina, featured with them were Anne Burr as Kay, Anne Thomas as Francie, Agnes Young as Mrs. Martin, and Danny Leone as Tommy. Richard Conte appeared through the courtesy of 20th Century Fox Film Corporation, producers of Sentimental Journey. Here again is Lawrence Langner to tell you about next week's Theater Guild play to be presented by the United States Steel Corporation. Mr. Langner. Ladies and gentlemen, our play for next week is George Kelly's The Show-Off, once described by the famous critic Hayward Broom as the best comedy yet written by an American. Its hero is Aubrey Piper, perhaps the most garrulous character in the entire history of the American theater. Aubrey is a backslapper, a non-stop talker, a human phonograph record. He's an unquenchable optimist and an unmitigated liar. In fact, he's the forerunner and the only living competitor of the public address system. <laughs> Playing Aubrey next Sunday night in the show-off will be Alfred Lunt. Just now, Mr. Lunt is talking humorously, but not too much for the customers, in Oh, Mistress Mine, New York's greatest comedy hit. But maybe I'm talking too long and too much for the customers, so I'll end by saying, don't miss Alfred Lunch in the show-off next Sunday night. And now here is Norman Brokenshire again. The United States Steel Corporation hopes that you'll be with us next week at the same time when the Theater Guild on the air will present Alfred Lunch in that old-time great comedy by George Kelly, The Show-Off. for the Theater Guild on the air includes Homer Fickett, director, George Kondo, producer, and Armina Marshall, executive director of the radio department. Music for tonight's play was composed and conducted by Harold Levy, and the play adapted for radio by Paul Peters. Your announcer, Norman Brokenshire. Well, thank you for joining us and enjoying our digitally remastered old-time radio shows from SolvedMystery.com. Please remember to leave us a review and to follow us for frequent releases.